Thanks, Clive and Barb. That Ecclesiastes passage that Clive read for us um, has been the passage that a number of our community have reflected on over the last month. It was the passage that started the Hello Goodbye material that some of us used to reflect on 2019 and to pray into 2020. It's a well-known passage. I think I, I heard during the week that it was used in the Footloose movie, I believe, um, and um, which is something I've got a very vague memory of. Um, but it's well known in our society, and it was quite significant as a passage of, refle- of reflection for many people who did the Hello Goodbye process. I love the poetry of the first half of the passage. For everything, there is a season. Or in other translations, there's a time for everything. A time to be born and a time to die. Time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. Time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to heal up. And so it goes on. It's a classic case of where the style of writing adds to the message. You sense the rhythm in the universe that's being portrayed. And we know the truth of it, both of how life actually is, and we also know that there are times to proactively choose one thing and other times to choose another. We know that there are seasons for things, And we know that sometimes the the time calls for one thing and sometimes the season calls for another completely opposite thing. And in that, God is in control of it all and as a different translation of this passage says, he puts eternity in the human heart. This passage from Ecclesiastes is in the wisdom literature of the Bible. And there's wisdom in recognising the seasonal reality of life, the way in which God is sovereign in it, and the way in which we make decisions for different times with our eyes on eternity. Many of us find paradoxes a hard thing to get our head around. wonder if you're one of those people. And lots of the lines in Ecclesiastes may seem paradoxical to us. There are lots of paradoxes that we know to be true. I googled the concept of paradox and here's a few things that it came up with. Our best ideas come when we're doing something else. We know that. Actions speak louder than words. People ask questions but they don't want the answers. Paradoxes. They may be seemingly contradictory But in fact, both things in the lines of the Ecclesiastes passage are true. And today, while keeping in mind these concepts from the Ecclesiastes 3 passage, I wanted to explore yet another two things that there are specific times for. There's a time for faithfulness and a time for urgency. A time for consistent plodding and a time for grasping the moment. As I say it, we know that these things aren't contradictions, but sometimes I think we act like they are. One of these has a sense of reliability 
of rhythm and routine, of patient endurance. The other has a sense of seizing the moment, of knowing the time, of a timely, decisive action. And so often, these things feed each other. The kind of faithfulness, of reliability, of patient endurance that I'm speaking of, we have so many exemplars of in this community. Such good examples of faithful service to God and one another. I could list so many people, but just a glance around the building today will make my point. We have flowers that someone has arranged. We have musicians serving us. We had welcomers on the door and we have morning tea prepared. Faithful service, week in, week out. The kind of constant and laying down of our lives for one another that the Bible urges us towards in so many places. But it's the other side of this seemingly paradoxical statement that I'm wanting us to concentrate on today. There's a time for urgency, for seizing and grasping the moment. And again, we have so many examples of exemplars of this in our community. Often our testimonies here are full of these stories. So here's just three stories of such a seizing of the moment from our congregation. Mel's mentioned that in the hall today, we've got the leftover t-shirts from Steel Point which was a time when people in our congregation were involved in praying and having a presence in Cottesloe on a Sunday afternoon and evening um, in a season where there was lots of need for that in the drinking culture of our area. What a classic example of seizing and grasping the moment, the opportunity. Another two examples from testimonies over the last six months or so would be Clive and Barb Brands, who read our readings for us, stopping um, and helping some people um, who had run into car trouble while they were travelling around Western Australia. And also Chelsea, um, a few weeks ago, shared with us about a moment, a time, where she stopped and shared about Jesus with a guy in Kings Park. Now, the two great examples of people seizing the moment of taking the opportunity that's in front of them. Many of us are aware that in Greek there are two words for time. One is where we get the idea of chronological from, the word chronos. That is the time that can be measured, the sequential kind of time, the 24 hours in a day type time concept. And then there is kairos, which is a particular moment, an opportune time. Still point was an opportune moment, as was the brand stopping somewhere in country WA and Chelsea having a conversation in Kings Park. They're all examples of this kind of kairos time. The time mentioned in Ecclesiastes is also this concept of time and the time that we heard read in the Colossians passage. What we, there we heard, conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders, making the most of the time. That is, making the most of the kairos moment in time or making the most of the opportunity. 
think that we often default in our lives to chronos kind of living, to getting on with the next thing, often being faithful in the tasks that need to be done. And this is important, and it's a way that we live as faithful to God and is vitally important. But so is being alert for the Kairos moment in front of us, being aware of the urgency of this moment and taking it, of making the most of the opportune moment that we have right now. I think most of us have quite a paradoxical relationship with these concepts. In my experience, many older people have an acute awareness that their time on earth is getting shorter, yet at the same time also have a sense of life just continuing on as it always has, days, months and years. I think younger people often have a sense of the urgency of the moment, yet think that life will always be as it is now. Some paradoxical thoughts there in both instances. And then there are times when we become acutely aware of the fact that life doesn't just continue on forever. Many of you will have very personal examples of moments where you've had an acute awareness of that. And some of us will have been conscious of it with the deaths around us over recent months. For me, one such time of acute awareness was the sudden and unexpected death of my mum when I was 32 and she was 64. That's the kind of experience that brings home the fact that life doesn't just continue on forever and that encourages us in the immediate aftermath of such an experience to seize every opportunity because you never know how long you or others will live. But as many of you are aware, Despite such moments of acute awareness, we lose it pretty quickly and go back to living with a chronos view of time as our norm. But our passage today, and the Bible more generally, encourages us to make the most of every opportunity to have a kairos view of time, to quite literally redeem the time. So there's a great illustration of the importance of us taking every opportunity, which Kieran and I have been wanting to introduce for some time and that we'll be coming back to a bit over the coming year. And so for this, I have an exhibit, a bowl of marbles. Wonder if someone who hasn't heard me talk about the number of marbles in here or what it represents, would like to have a guess at how many marbles are in my jar. Yep. Up, way up. That's what she said. Yeah. Sorry, fourth down, 1,440 down. Sorry? Up. Keep going up, but up. It's 936 marbles in that jar, in that bowl. Any ideas what 936 marbles might represent? Sorry? <laughs> it's the number of weeks between when a child is born and when they turn 18. So that's the number of weeks between when a child's born and 
um, when they turn 18, each week representing an opportunity, a unique opportunity that we have to influence a young person's life. Ruth, are you in a position where you could come up for a moment? No? Yes? Um, we have a little bag of marbles in here for how long Jasmine has been alive. They're just down the side there. Could you take a little, just a little one out? Just a little one. <laughs> So Jasmine has been, if you can leave them here. Um, so we've, that's how long Jasmine has been alive. And this is how many weeks, what we've got left in the bowl is how many weeks Kieran and Ruth and us as a village around them have to shape um, Jasmine before she turns 18. We recognise that there's time, plenty of shaping opportunities after that. But it's just an illustration that gives us a sense of um, each moment in time being a shaping opportunity. So, Clive or Barb, could I get one of you to come up, please? Clive? Um, up the top there is a big um, bag of marbles. Just the top one. Um, what we've, if you just put that down to the side, that is how, that combined with Jasmine's is how long Grace Brands, um, Clive's granddaughter, has been alive. And what's left in the um, bowl is um, how long until Grace turns 18, each marble representing a unique opportunity. Um, um, can I get one of the Pritchards to come up, please? Simon, come on. Um, Grace is going into your three. Bobby, um, um, Simon and Naomi's um, son, is um, going into your seven this year. So there's a bag with B on it there. Simon, if you want to take that out. Um, what's left in the, um, in the bowl now is the number of um, weeks before Bobby turns 18. Start getting to the sense of um, how many um, opportunities have already happened and how many opportunities there still are to go. So can I um, get um, Marinda or Stefan to come on up? Um, Christiane is going into year 11 this year. And um, um, could you take the next bag out, Marinda? Thank you. So there's just over a hundred weeks left before he turns 18. <laughs> Marinda did know that number before she was up here. There's not many marbles left in there now, are there? As I've said, we know that the parenting journey isn't over at the point that a child turns 18, but it shifts into a different um, phase about that time. And so as parents, as children and youth leaders, and as a community, we have a unique and relatively short range of time to shape our young people in all sorts of things, including and especially faith. And it's easy for us to miss those opportunities. Each of those marbles representing a week, representing a unique opportunity that we have. Um, 
really easy for us to be focused on the next thing and even just to assume that they'll be around forever and therefore to not take the important opportunities that this particular time with our young person represents. So easy for us to live in Kronos time rather than to take the Kairos opportunity. The people who encourage leaders and parents to reflect deeply on this concept also speak about how at each point in a child's life, it's just a phase. The two-year-old tantrum phase, the fairy phase, the teenage phase, the learning to drive phase, and plenty more. So often when we say it's just a phase, we're saying it in terms of it's just a phase, so let's grin and bearish and wait till it's over. Uh, this too will pass sense, and there's some wisdom in that. But the people who speak about this marble analogy say it's just a phase, so don't miss it. That is, it's just a phase, so don't miss the Kairos opportunity in this moment. This child will never be, Bobby will never be about to go into year seven again. Christiane will never be about to go into year 11 again. And there are particular things that this is the Kairos opportunity for. So let's take it. So easy for us as leaders, parents and wider communities to assume that we have lots of opportunities and so miss the Kairos moments that are in front of us, the opportunities that won't come again. We miss the importance of this moment, the urgency of taking this opportunity as the particular opportunity that we have right now, which won't come again. This is a visual analogy of a particular thing and one that's very pertinent to us as we continue as a community to work towards growing young. But it also works in all sorts of contexts. Imagine a similar bowl of marbles for the length of time in a workplace, the average length of which in Australia is currently 3.3 years. Or the length of time that someone might have as a parent in the local primary school or the length of time you'll be part of an art the art class that you're currently involved with, or the number of sleepovers you'll have with your grandchildren. Let's make the most of the time. Let's take the opportunities that are in front of us. Let's be on the lookout for the Kairos moment that we have today that won't come again in quite the same way. But what are we wanting to take the opportunity for? Well, there's probably plenty of things, but we're particularly wanting to ensure that we're taking the moments that are in front of us, the Kairos moments, the time that's given to us, to ensure that our speech is gracious. That is, that it's pointing to God's grace and lived in a way that's full of grace. That we're taking the opportunities that we have to point people to the one who has made the world, who is sovereign over all, who, is, who has died that they might know life and who has placed eternity in their hearts.
and we want to do that in ways that are seasoned with salt. That is, in ways that have the characteristic of preserving and tastiness. We can know all this. We can know to look for the opportunities that we have and know to take those opportunities to share the grace of God. But we need to be in a place to do that. It's only as we keep God at the centre ourselves and as we continue to experience the richness of relationship with him that we have his grace to share. It's only as we devote ourselves to prayer, as our Colossians passage has encouraged us, and are steeped in the mystery of Christ, that we're in a place to be attentive to the Spirit and empowered by him to take the Kairos moments in front of us and ready to know how to answer everyone in a gracious way that is seasoned with salt. And it's only as we um, live into the natural rhythms of life, as God's created us, as physical human beings, that we can conduct ourselves wisely and do a good job of making the most of the time we have. So often for me, it's when I'm not living well in basic rhythms of sleep and rest, then I'm not able to take the opportunities that I have, the kairos moments, in a gracious way that is seasoned with salt. And so in many ways, it's how we live our chronos time, the regular minutes, hours and days, that shapes how ready we are to take the kairos moments that are around us all the time. Conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders. And in lots of other places, the Bible would also say to fellow believers, conduct yourselves wisely, making the most of the time, grasping the kairos moments, seizing the unique opportunities that you have in this season. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let's pray. God, thanks for the time that you have given us. Thanks for the chronos time. Thanks for the days, the weeks, the years. Thanks for the kairos moments. Thanks for the particular moments that you give us, the opportunities that you give us. God, I pray that you would help us to live well in the days and the weeks and the years that we have that you'd help us to be prepared by how we live in our chronos time to take the opportunities, the kairos moments that you give to us. But I pray that you would help us to have eyes to see um, kairos moments that you are giving us and to grasp them and to have courage to step into them. Pray that you would give us um, words um, and actions that are gracious and that are seasoned with salt. Amen. I'm going to move the jar.